Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special Bella Asks episode of The Ethicast. I'm your host, Bill Coffin. As longtime members of the Business Ethics Leadership Alliance, or Bella, know, we offer a special concierge service whereby Bella members who have any questions at all about ethics and compliance can send them to us, and then our internal experts will provide an answer and or direct them to a helpful resource with more information. Some of these concierge requests are rather specific to a particular company's needs, but many of them represent broad challenges facing Bella members. That's why we're using this show to thematically respond to high-level questions from the Bella community. Joining us to give those responses is Bella Chair Erica Salmon-Byrne. Erica, welcome. It's great to see you again. It's great to see you again as well, Bill. Um, thank you so much for having me back on the show to continue uh, having the chance to answer these questions. So the next question I have for you is from our ambassador slash ombudsman character, uh, category, and it reads, what does a great compliance champion program look like? This is a great question, and uh, I come across this a lot when I interview people for the magazine, so I'm dying to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah, no, thanks, Bill. It's, it is a great question, um, and I, I want to start to answer it uh, by starting with why to have one in the first place, because you know that is a question that we get asked a lot. Hey, I'm thinking about starting up this, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to play around with the idea of a champion program or an ambassador program. What, why should I have one? And the, the why behind it, which gets to the what does a good one look like, the why behind it is you and your team can't be everywhere, right? And more to the point, you and your team shouldn't be everywhere, right? There are so many ways that making the right decision unfolds in a work environment. And if you have a well-established uh, network of, of, of champions who are acting as role models and ethical leaders across your organization, you get the benefit of that decision-making being disseminated without it necessarily coming from the compliance team. And so that's the why, right? It's, it's a way of increasing your reach. And even more importantly, it's a way of embedding that decision-making matrix in a business unit so that it becomes an organic part of the unit, right? It's not, I'm doing this because compliance told me to, it's mm. I'm doing this because my responsibility to do the right thing is mine. So a good program is one that is, um, first of all, st structured, right? You're asking these people to do something for you. You should put some structure around what the program is gonna look like. How are your ambassadors gonna be chosen, right? What goes into the process of choosing a good ambassador? Where should your ambassadors be located? Some companies have them in all regions. Some companies have them in certain regions based on risk. Some companies have them in certain regions based on size. All of those are perfectly valid ways of structuring the program. It's really a question of how do I get this kind of auxiliary um, communications channel, a decision-making role model into my organization as a whole. Second question is, okay, now I understand kind of where I should have them. Who should they be? So two things that we like to see here on the who should they be piece. One is you could look at it as a high potential employee opportunity. How great would it be if in order to get promoted at your organization, one of the criteria was, have you served as a compliance champion, right? Have you served as an ethical ambassador? Um, so getting it into that, like, this is some, an up and coming rising star at my company and therefore they're going to do this is one great way to do it. Try to make sure that they're not just coming from control functions. It's very easy to fall into a place where your compliance champions are your legal team members in, you know, out in, in country. Nope, that's not the point, right? Those people are already serving as counselors to the business and they should be. You're looking for people who are 
naturally seen as leaders in their part of the business to whom people listen already. And so another thing we love to see companies doing is um, having employees nominate each other. Hey, Bill is a really interesting thinker who, who goes through his decisions out loud and shows people how he gets from point A to point B. He'd be a great compliance champion. So that's another way that you can do it. Um, and then third piece is what do you expect of them, right? That's the third thing to ask yourself. What am I actually going to ask these people to do? And the two most natural things for them to do are serve as a communications channel, right? So if you've got a good ambassador program across your organization, you have tools that you want them to use. They're going to be supporting the program in important ways. Give them talking points, toolkits, um, little videos, that sort of thing to use in their, in their conversations with employees. These would be things that would support the broader activities of the compliance program and uh, amplify the message. The second is to serve as a channel for questions. Right. So you want people coming to your ambassadors to ask questions and to raise concerns, not for them to actually address. Right. These are not investigators, but for them to be able to route them to a place where uh, they can get the answers that they need. So those are just a couple of key criteria for what a good one looks like. Think about your why. Put them in the right places for your organization. And every organization is going to be a little different on that. Think about who they are and how you're choosing them and then what it is you're asking them to do. And Bill, we have so much data in the sphere on this. Um, any of the Bell members out there who are who are uh, listening to this particular Ethicast, log on to the sphere, take a look at those questions. We can you know, tell you what your peers are doing across these areas, but this is a really powerful tool for a compliance program to use to expand and amplify its reach. And that's the reason why um, we love to see them. Outstanding. And you know, if I can take the liberty of adding something uh, for myself, every year, one of the best things I get to do is I get to interview a bunch of companies that are uh, named to that year's world's most ethical companies on a relist. And when I do it, one of the common uh, aspects that comes up is they almost always have really robust champion programs and they're really mm -hmm. excited to talk about them. And they all kind of come back to those things you just raised, those, those very, those very points. So uh, I would encourage anybody who wants to learn more once you're done going through the sphere and it's going to take you a while because there is so much good stuff in the sphere about this. Uh, check out back issues of Ethisphere magazine. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of the, the, the world's ethical companies deep dive interviews uh, will offer some interesting insights on, on a good uh, champion program there as well. So, well, Erica, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for answering this question and for lending us your insights and understanding to the Bella community. Absolutely, Bill. My pleasure. Um, and to all of those Bella members out there listening to Bill and I, keep those questions coming. I'm Bill Coffin, and this has been a special Bella Asks episode of the Ethicast. For more episodes, please visit the Ethisphere YouTube channel at youtube.com slash ethisphere. And if this is your first time enjoying the show, please make sure to like and subscribe either on YouTube or on our podcasting platforms at Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Music. To learn more about Bella, please visit bella.ethosphere.com to request guest access to the Bella Member Resource Hub and to speak to a Bella Engagement Director. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, remember, strong ethics is good business. Ethics doesn't just happen. You need to put in the time. So make sure to register for the 15th Annual Global Ethics Summit, a live and virtual event in Atlanta, Georgia, from April 22nd through the 24th. Save $200 by using the code ETHICAST at registration. To learn more, visit attendges.com.